My name is John Farmer. Glad to have you guys here. We got a great show planned for you today. My name is George Lopez. And Marquise Dennis. How are we doing today? Uh, like I said, we got a great show planned for you today. Our topic is going to be entrepreneurship. Now, George, this was, this was actually your pick for the week. So we're going to let you get started. I got a question for you. We're going to jump right into it. Um, why don't you go and tell the folks, you know, how you basically got started? Like, you know. Damn, why don't you give me a little foreplay before jumping into it, man? <laughs> Damn, straight say, man. to we it, huh? Say. Yeah, you're going straight to it today. But uh, how did I get started with entrepreneurship? Um, well. Or let me, actually, let me, let me ask you like this. Why did you choose entrepreneurship over, say, like a nine to five or the tr more traditional method, you know, <clears throat> a college, college degree in nine to five? Well, I did both. Hold on. Before y'all even get started with that. Can we get a firm understanding of what you mean by started and then entrepreneurship? Because when you say get started, he could have been doing lemonade stands like way right. back in the day, raking leaves. Which I did. When you say started, <laughs> or do you mean like, you know, when he started to do the big things? Because see, that's where a lot of people get that mixed up. And then what do you consider, uh, just real brief, what do you guys consider to be entrepreneurship uh, from your standpoint and your view? Me personally, I think entrepreneurship is somebody that could hold his own when it comes to financial gain. Mm -hmm. um, somebody that works for themselves. You still got to work for somebody at the end of the day when you're paying taxes. So Uncle Sam is your boss at the end of the day. Don't <laughs> don't take don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? You always going to work for somebody. Somebody. What about you, John? What you think? You know, it's uh, to me, it's more. It's entrepreneurship is the is the is the route that's different than the traditional route. You know, like we're talking about, that's not the traditional nine to five. It's not the, well, I mean, I guess you can go to college and, you know, still be in entrepreneurship. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's out of the norm, I guess you would. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, throughout history um, in America, um, entrepreneurship wasn't always looked at very, in a, in a positive light. Mm -hmm. It was actually looked at, you know, looked at negatively for, you know, quite a while. Um, now that we see that, you know, more people are doing their own thing and there's a lot more options and opportunity out there, you know, entrepreneurs got more of that that positive light now what we see what do you think Keith? i you know i think that was a, a very political answer i like <laughs> i like i like where you went with that uh i'm, I'm more of the michael gerber uh kind of a feel because there's a there's a the e-myth you know what i mean the entrepreneur myth and i think uh george touched on it lightly um but it's way more focused than a lot of people realize entrepreneurship just means creating and adding value to others, a.k.a. being able to create a job, a position, or mm. something that solves a problem. Um, but the, what people think is, is if I go into business for myself, I then won't have a boss. But as he just so eloquently put it, you have customers as bosses. Mm. You then have Uncle Sam that's a boss. Mm. You then have time that is your boss. You then have, you know, deadlines that become you. So you, you start to work for a lot more people. Um, but so I, I, I think entrepreneurship is the ability to create um, leaders and others and create positions and opportunities right. for other people to thrive. I totally agree. And going back to John's point, he put college and entrepreneurship both in the same sentence. 
a lot of people get the misconception of uh, you have to go to college to become an entrepreneur, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need a college degree to start a business. All you need is pretty much putting your mind into something that you actually believe in doing and go ahead and do it. And a lot of times it may work and don't, or may not work. Yeah. For yeah. example, um, when I first moved here to Oklahoma, Tulsa, I'm a, I'm a religious. Let me go back a little bit, again. See, um, this is what I'm saying. You I'm from New York. Where, you gotta figure out where you're trying to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you're gonna be going. Hold yeah, on, let me go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, Hold yeah, on, yeah, let me go see? back. Okay, so where where are we at? Give us the give us the scenery of where your entrepreneurship journey started. Started. Okay, it started here in Oklahoma. Oh, it started in Oklahoma. It started in, well. It started back in Man, high it school. Don't sound like it started back in high school, story, but see, right? I was a hustler as far as I like. <laughs> you don't want to talk about I, I, that. I like the, I like the, I like the, I like the nice things. You know what I'm saying? My mom couldn't provide. I was all raised by just my mother. Okay. And my mom couldn't give me the things that I really wanted as far as sneakers, clothing. High school, it was all about. <laughs> <laughs> high school is more like a fashion show. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Every single that. day, everybody was fresh. But anyway, I was playing ball. I didn't have a job, but you know. I, I remember a time I saw kids was selling uh, fruit snacks, Pringles, and all that type of stuff. And I, I was like, why can't I do it? You know what I'm saying? So I started doing that. I started buying cases. I used to go to Costco in New York. We have Costco. Go to Costco. Give me a big box of Pringles and fruit snacks and uh, Capri Suns. And I was selling them things <laughs> like a mug. You know what I'm saying? Man, so I was making money to buy my shoes and sneakers and all that stuff that I like. But anyway, now, fast now, forward. How, how old were you, too? I was about 17, 18. 17. Oh, man. Making bread. You know what I'm saying? Yo, awesome <laughs> candy. That bread. And see, what's funny is bread back then was what? 40, Shit. 40 50 bucks Three a week? Three to $400 a week. Yeah. 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 In profit or real? Oh, profit. Man, I was buying them things, but I was spending about like 100, 100 bucks. Okay. Yeah, about $300 profit. So let me ask you this. Who taught you that process? Like, because a lot of people make the mistake Nobody. of I was when, they buy it. It, when they buy it, they, they end up, once they get the profit at the end, they mm-hmm. end up going to buy shoes as opposed to like going to buy more Pringles. Oh, no, right? that was so, the goal, buy shoes. Uh-huh. But I was still pocketing some because I needed to go re-up. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, so nobody taught you, you that? It. You just knew? No. I just knew off back what I needed to do. Huh. But my motivation was the clothing and shoes. You know I what I'm saying? You. So that was what motivated me. And then fast forward, I moved to Oklahoma from New York. Um, I started working in 9 to 5. Well, welcome to the big city, by the way. You yeah, know, man. Big, best big, big best, city, best Tulsa. town in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, right. I'm laughing because when I first heard of Tulsa, I used to think it's gonna be horses everywhere. You know what I'm saying I didn't think you guys had cars. I know. So I, 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 I hear that all cowboys. the time. When I tra- <laughs> Listen, when I went to Chicago, no black. People. I remember the <laughs> no very first question I asked whenever I went into a barbershop Do said, "Is black people in Oklahoma?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Uh, yeah." He said, "Hey, hey, y'all got cars?" <laughs> I said. Man, what is wow. wrong with you? You know, but it made good sense because this wow. is what he said. This is what he said that threw him all. He said, "All I know is OU." Right. And when I watch the football games, they be having the chuck wagon run out, mm-hmm. and I said, "Ah, oh, they disrespectful." Mm-hmm. And I no, thought for sure I that the same. <laughs> I thought the same. That was me, man. That up. was definitely me. But no, when I moved out here, I realized it wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but Tulsa is such a small city where you can actually slow down and think and see yourself working towards something. So I worked a nine to five. Um, I worked at aviation field. I worked at a cell phone company called Caterpillar. When when I first moved here, I worked at a cell phone company called Caterpillar at the time. And Caterpillar, what we did, we refurbished phones. We refurbished phones. I did that for about three years. I got really good at it. You know what I'm saying? I started, it started hitting me. I was like, damn, okay. 
why don't I go into business for myself and start doing something like that where I could go ahead and profit off of it? You know what I'm saying? So I could I could bring all this towards me. So what I did, I started looking for locations. I ran into a spot in Jinx where it was open and Jinx didn't have one. Tulsa had many of them. Jinx was the only spot that didn't have one. But anyway, fast forward, long story short, um, it didn't work out. I had it for a year, so I realized that Jinx wasn't a good place to start a business as when it comes to refurbishing. Because Jinx is one of those towns that have money, so I feel I felt like people were going to buy new phones instead of refurbishing their phones. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, nice. so I went ahead and shut that down and went back to the nine to five. And that's when I went back to work in the aviation field. I worked at this company called Flight Safety for a little bit. Um, and that's what brought you, to, brought you to Oklahoma was aviation. Aviation, yeah. I went to Spartan College of Aeronautics. Yeah. That's okay, so you just kind of brushed past something that I think is a rig, really big part of entrepreneurship that we should probably dive into a little bit more. So uh, one of the things that uh, John always likes to talk about is the struggle. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just kind of jump past a thing called market research. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of people don't understand demographics and market research and why that's necessary. So I think that by you explaining what you meant by um, you tried to put it in jinx because they didn't have one. Right. Um, what lack, uh, what lesson did you learn by not doing the market research and trying to understand the demographics of where you were? Um, and then how did you, how, how quickly were you able to make that pivot? Uh, that's a great question, Marquise, because I got burnt quick. I was putting so much more into it than what I was getting. Uh -huh. So I learned over time that I said, dang, I should have researched, took my time and not jump into it as far as like what I wanted to do. I should have took my time and really done the research as mm -hmm. far as the town, the uh, the, the the market there. Yeah. You know, because at first I knew Jinx, you know, was one of those towns that had money. So I figured it would have worked just for that reason. But yeah. then. See, that's a common misconception because people always are like, man, it's location. If you just put location, right. location, it's like, no, but what is the need? Right. What yeah. problem am I solving? Right. Am I really solving a problem? Because a broke person's problem is not a rich person's, which is not a middle class problem. Right. They're all three different. So um, as entrepreneurs, like a lot of people. Um, have analysis paralysis where they're going too far into the right. data trying to figure out. But one of the things that I think that would be helpful uh, for anyone to that's fixing to open a business is to say, okay, I got a great idea. Right. I'm passionate. I love it. But who would benefit from this? Right. And is it something that I think that they would benefit or is it something that they have voiced to me right. that they have benefited? Uh, and so a good example of this is like Chick-fil-A. You know, like Chick-fil-A will not allow you to open a location we on try. your own. You know what I mean? Like they, they, so how it works is you say, hey, I would like to open a Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Corporation. And they say, okay. You got to play by well, the we, rules. We're going to open it up in, let's say, Oklahoma. You say, well, I live in L.A. You mm -hmm. say, well, we're not opening one in L.A. We're opening one in Oklahoma. And if you want it, you can have it. But it's going to be on this corner at this place. Mm. Open at this time. Close at this time. What's crazy? <laughs> And what's crazy is you can't work nowhere else. You have to be the store owner and worker. You Absolutely. cannot work anywhere else. If you have a franchise, which is Chick-fil-A, you have to be in the store all the time. All the time? You can't hire a manager, nobody. You have to be that person. That's crazy. <laughs> really Well, is. for the beginning, you do. For the beginning, and the reason is because of culture. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, we'll get into all that kind of stuff later. Um, but our, uh, but the, the reason is uh, that Truett Cathy and them put that stuff into play is because um, I remember s sending a, a suggestion mm -hmm. into. <laughs> it's so funny. I sent in a suggestion to Chick Fil A mm -hmm. online, and they said, "Oh, since you don't work at any of our stores, we appreciate your suggestion, but we'll do it our way." <laughs> and I was like, "Dang!" I didn't even get a 
Oh, okay, thank you for it. Now it was like, nah, I don't care what you think. You don't work for us. You know, well, who are the, you? Their way is working, though. <sighs> of course. I mean, of course. If that, you couldn't afford to close on a Sunday and still make that much money, yeah. I yeah. mean, they stay packed. But they create a need. And they, 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 they focused on something that nobody else paid attention to in fast food. They made people feel important. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We call it customer service and other different uh, angles. But to be able to say at a place where you're ordering something through a drive through for somebody to say my pleasure, and ask you your name and then say, hey, is this, you know, is this John? Is this Mr. Farmer? Is this right. your order? You're like, wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. For them to forget something and then double down on it. Like that's unheard of. McDonald's is just trying to get you out under 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. They can care how le- I, I don't need to know your name because that adds seconds to this conversation. Yeah. But then, so they focused on that and that's what made them blow. Because again, they found a need and then they exacerbated and they just pounced on that. So when you're talking about your cell phone experience, um, that's huge to just, um, you know, kind of talk about that in, in the sense of entrepreneurs, because we've all, anybody that started something had a great idea. Right. And great ideas, you know, they like, <laughs> they like buttholes. Everybody, got, Everybody one. got one. Everybody. And you'll get another one in a minute, you know? And so I guess the, 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 the lesson I don't want the people to forget is, what was it that helped you in that process? So, so like, just take us through the process. Like, you're there. You're putting all your money into it. You're not making any money, but you're putting money into it. Like, what is that process to make that pivot like for you? So how far into that journey were you? A week, two weeks, month, two months? What was it like? As far as the journey, as far as me realizing that it wasn't working? Well, when you op- from when you opened up to when you closed down, what was that time frame? A year. A year. Okay. So you opened up. Were you married, single? No, I'm married. Okay. You were married at the right. time? So, okay. So you open up. Wife's happy. You're happy. Grand cut. Mm-hmm. Opening. What's business like first day? Shitty. Really? <laughs> Empty. Empty. Bro. <laughs> so how how did you get any customers friends how did let that me, work let out? me put it this way <laughs> <laughs> so let me put it this way um so it took once we acquired the place right mm-hmm. the location yeah it took me about a month to get everything in because uh yeah we had 30 days to get everything put in and set up and everything right so the grand opening wasn't until like 30 days mm-hmm so once I did the grand opening, from the time I did the grand opening to closing, I probably had 10 customers total. Wow. Yeah. And you know how much money I spend in marketing as far as, like, putting signs, passing out cards, uh, all throughout Jinx, how much? Tulsa. Bro, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey that, th- this is one side that people need to hear. Yeah. Because, I mean, you fast forward to now. Right. Even though you failed on that, you did. Yeah, yeah. but you didn't give up. No. Yeah, all right, and yeah. you're a whole lot better for it now. For sure. You know? So and people, honestly, people need to hear those struggles, like he's saying, it, you know, when they when people hear the 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 successes that you have, they're going to attribute that to, oh, I just want to be like him. He, it, but they're right. not going to have the integrity to get to where you were. Um, so yeah, like you said, like this is the this is the part of entrepreneurship people don't really like to talk about, right. but it's so necessary because it this is. is it doesn't matter if you're flipping houses, it doesn't matter if you're selling Kool Aid, you're gonna right. run out of sugar at some point, yeah. and then you have to figure out how do I stand on the corner and sell what I got left, but still re up to be able to get cold stuff for the next, for sure. And then who, how do I make that decision? For sure. You know what I mean? So your your grand opening is cracking, 
You you got nobody coming. You buying business cards because see now they do digital marketing. Oh, so hold on. Tell let me you. let me let me tell you. Oh yeah, go ahead. I forgot I forgot this part. I was still working a full time job at the time. Mm. Wow. I, I never quit my job. So who was man in the store? It was two of us. It was my business partner at the time. His name's Nick. Um, he would work during the day. I would work the nights. Oh, we were trade shift at the time. Because he, we was to work together, Caterpillar. So we, we both kept our jobs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But our job was paying to sustain that business, and that did it for a whole year. And like I said, we were spending the money outside trying to make the thing pop off like we thought it would. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So we spent money for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just so I'm saying today in the 2000. What, what about what year was this? Um, what year we in? It's 2021. 2005. Okay, so 2005. No, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I moved here in 2006. I'm tripping. Um, <laughs> bro, no, bro, 2009. 2009? Okay. So it wasn't too far off, but digital marketing has made a huge shift to where, you know, people sell you all these dreams. Like if you do Google click AdWords or if you just go network enough, if you just go and sometimes it's just not enough because the need is just not there. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I just wanted to make that point because I sold marketing and I get it. Like there is no guarantee. Like you can give me a hundred thousand or you can give the man next to you ten dollars mm-hmm. and, and he could have better results if right. he knows the demographic. If right. he knows the lay of the land a lot better. Uh, versus if there's even a need. Like, who would need what you have? But but when you're excited to do something, you're not looking at the market research. You're just thinking, hey, this is going to work. You yeah, know? absolutely. We, I was so good at it, I figured out, I was like, man, I could do this all day, every day, and get the money. Um, so, But it didn't work out. Ooh. So this brings me to a great point. Um, and I, I mentioned him in the beginning. It's called Michael Gerber's E-Myth. Mm-hmm. So in the E-Myth, what he does is he talks about how the relationship of a of there's a there's a the entrepreneur there's the manager and then there's the technician mm-hmm. so 90 percent of technicians go into business because they think i don't want to work for anyone and i can do the job better than my boss but what they don't understand is as a technician doing the work like working on the widget creating the thing <coughs> sorry about that it is not the same when you have to also do payroll, also do insurance, also secure the building, also so and so and so forth, get supplied, Jermaine. Bring the business the in. Whole, yeah, you have to actually run a business versus just doing the technical work. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about being the technician, I think that's super awesome that you just pointed that out. I don't know if you guys have ever read that book, but if you haven't, uh, go out and check it out. It's called The E Myth by uh, uh, E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber and he okay. tells it in a in an it's it's in a parable form where he's telling a story where he goes to meet a girl at a pie shop who opened pie shops mm. because she really she baked pies really well right. and loved it but what she didn't know is you then have to wake up to go to Sam's at four in the morning, you know, got to go get dough ready, got to be able to press it out, be able to put the pies together, bake them all just so you can open at 10 o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she found out that if she wasn't there, Nobody wanted to buy pies because she was the business. Right. So everybody just wanted to hang out with her. So she just found out very expensively that <laughs> she just created herself another job mm-hmm. as opposed to a business. Right. Yeah, that, that poses another question. Um, do gentlemen think that entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship is for everybody? No. No. Absolutely not. Who's it for then? It's for an entrepreneur. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I asked that because just like, you know, you're going through your experience, right? And... I, 
I don't know. I think I've always had it in me. I was selling candy too at 13, you know, Absolutely. Uh, remember that candy Absolutely. bar was door to door. Um, how I came about it, you know, there's this guy going on a neighborhood and got a bunch of his kids together and bought these boxes of candy bars from Sam's. I found out later and we were selling them for three dollars a, oh, a yeah. bar. I did that right? same thing. You know, we, we made about 75 cents a piece off them. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then I got smart. The guy told me where they were, where he was buying them from. I'm like, well, I can make more money. So I started buying the boxes myself and then selling them. You know, and then before I knew it, I was able to make 60 bucks, 90 bucks, you know, in a matter of a few hours selling yeah. freaking candy bars. Same crazy. candy bars as you can get at the store. And that's it. You know, you just give a good story and then now you're in. Now we, we have some stories, too. But that, go ahead, go ahead. but that, you know, um, because what I believe makes a great entrepreneurship is heart. Right. Because you're going to be faced with struggles. You're going to be faced with, you know, opposition. You know, things are going to come against you. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of cases, let's be honest. A lot of times that stops people, mm -hmm. people that think that maybe this was form and they find out really quick that maybe it's not right um, now. I think there's a I don't guess a thin line between who is and who's not. Um, I believe anybody can be anything they want to be, but it takes them wanting to be that if that if that if that makes sense. I mean, I hear I hear the words, but I don't I don't think that anybody could be anything they want to be. Why not? Um, because that's where we run into this issue where dudes want to be girls. Um, well, they're obviously being girls. Man. No, 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 they are not. I've they, seen one just like girls. They have a, they have a mentality. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But what I'm saying is, is that, um, an entrepreneur is somebody that is not absent of adversity. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's so, okay, let me give you an example. If I want to work out and I say, I want to be healthy, me not having a gym shouldn't stop me. Me uh, having health problems shouldn't stop me. You know, me, um, what's the case, uh, not having any money. Those things cannot stop me. I just then have to work around them. But if they do stop me, that lets me know I didn't really want to do it anyway. Full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but at, you know, let's think about this. Mm -hmm. we, we are all at different stages in our lives, uh -huh. right? And, you know, we go through successes and failures, you know, just throughout our life, right? Yeah. So who's to say just because... They felt at this point that fast forward two, three, four, more, five years, however long, that they don't grow. And what I mean by grow is uh -huh. change, uh -huh. right? Because, you know, I can say, you know, from my growth and, you know, as I'm learning, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. True. And I don't expect to be the same person in the next let me Let me ask you this. You five know? years ago, were you trying to create some business to, to uh, build something for your family five years ago? Yes, I was, yeah. Okay, so are you still doing that now? So do okay, it. that's what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you is if it would have stopped you, so had his faux pas in mm -hmm. his business caused him to never start another business, then it wasn't for him. But because he took that and said, you know what, let me pivot and learn from what I did. And when I took that L, because this is what this is what most people don't know about entrepreneurship. You are nothing until you fail. You have to fail, but you have Part to it. like it. You, <laughs> Mike Tyson said it best. He said, when you can take something that you don't want to do and do it like you love to do it, until you can do that, you will never be successful. Mm. You, just, you just can't. Because, again, I have done, there's been many a things that I've tried and failed at and just stopped. Like just never, nope, not for me, obviously not for me. So this is what I had to do. This is a real life thing. When I was in prison, 
People used to ask me, why do you play solitaire all the time? I said, because I have to learn to lose and still enjoy the game. Until I can mind, until I can change that in my mind, that losing does not mean that the game was not still fun, I will never be successful as an entrepreneur. Because in my mind, I'm taught by TV, by social media, by friends that I jumped in at the end of their journey. I jumped in and seen, okay, he got on the, he got the nice car, he got the wife, he got the, I didn't see all of the the U.S. Mm -hmm. cellular fail or the, 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 you know what I mean? I didn't see none of that. That's true. So to me, I'm idolizing, he might even be willing to tell me the story, but because I'm so fixated on the glamour, I'm missing those words of wisdom. And this is why I tell people whenever they're doing, um, uh, whenever they're trying to talk to their 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 mentees and things of that nature, because they're always like, man, I be trying to tell dude and he don't listen. I say, well, just remember this, you know, try to think back to the time when somebody told you and you didn't listen. Exactly. And then they go, oh, yeah, because I know you didn't listen because you just now getting to where you are. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to absolve them from that mistake? And I always tell kids like this, I say, I'm not telling you because I think that what I'm going to say is going to make you not or make you listen to me because I didn't listen. All I'm saying to you is when you start seeing that pipe come around and start clonking dudes on the head and you get hit, you're going to duck a lot faster because you're going to say, ah, I remember somebody telling me that this was going to happen. Everybody else going to be laid out, right. but you're going to be able to recover a lot quicker because you're going to remember. Ah, and then you get to start thinking back, who all told me that this was going to knock my block off? And then you start to narrow down those voices. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it's very important who's going to be imparting wisdom into your life. Because if his wife very was important. just in, in his ear, oh, honey, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. He would have probably just got up every day and super excited to go lose money. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that probably is not how that story went. That was super exciting. <laughs> But, but you know that that's that's my point. And what mm-hmm. you're saying is it's this different different parts of our life, different yeah. stages in our life, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I believe I'm I'm a I'm really big on change. I believe in change mm-hmm. because I've seen it in my life, you know, um, and I've seen my thinking in times past versus what it is right now. Yeah, right. So my thinking now is getting me more of what I want versus my thinking back then, mm-hmm. right? And so for the listeners, people listening, because. You know, I want to want to be careful that I don't want to rain on someone's parade or crush your dreams. And because, look, we understand that there are some people out there that probably are not fit to lead. Yeah. Right. But at this but at the same you time, say probably. No, look, 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 this, 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 is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. They're, now, they're all car, they're, they're leaders and they're people of support. I mean, I, I, I get all that for different positions. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just I truly believe if it's something you truly want, you want, you truly want. You. All right then you can change the inside. You can change yourself altogether and become that. I believe that. I, d- I don't believe we, like, how, how can you put it that, you know, like this is just the way that I am, right? People say, yeah, this, I don't, this, I don't this believe the way that, that I am. You know, 100%. this is the way I was raised, the way I was born, or whatever. I, I don't believe that. So I believe we are a blank page. Let me ask you this. Do you know what the, the, the significance of the, the things that we all three carry in common? What's that? We had a need. He wanted clothes. You wanted money. I wanted to not suck. Without that pressure, none of us would have been entrepreneurs. It wasn't born in us. We didn't wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to run my daddy's company. It was, 
I can't afford no shoes and right. clothes. I can't get. I can't qu- afford the quality of life that I want, and I am not being able to be a, to be as popular as I want to mm. be doing the things I want to do. That's what made me do it. But does that does see? This is the thing: is the feeling of entrepreneurship is is great, but once that feeling is gone and you start to experience those those hiccups. That's when you're going to find out. Right. Because like he, like he said, is what he had to figure out was in addition to stepping out on that ledge, in addition to getting that place preparation, uh, getting it prepped, in addition to securing the location, in addition to taking care of wife and child. Did you have children? Mm, yeah, we had one. Okay. In addition to all that. Then he was working a full-time job. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Most people, when they say, I'm going to start a business, that just means, hey, you guys give me a bunch of money to go try this thing. Oh, it didn't work. All right, well, I tried. And then they go back to Costco and go to work like mm-hmm. it was no big deal. Versus an entrepreneur that went through the struggle of trying to everything sell. Everything was out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, everything out of pocket. You got to, you got to, everything cost. Everything cost. And that's where I want to make sure that we, um, are spending an adequate enough time making sure that people understand that I'm not saying that anyone can't own a business. Everyone can't lead. That's, that's, I mean, that's and, and, and that's true. But yeah. entrepreneurs are, like you said, they're created, but you have to have something that you're solving some kind of problem. Cause an entrepreneur could be somebody that has a nonprofit that protects trees, but you have to have something that is keeping you going when you are facing adversity, because if something that you believe in is challenged, I mean, and it could be challenged real close to the heart. It could be in your household. You know what I mean? Anybody that's ever tried to start a business that their spouse does not support. Ooh, that's a whole nother oh, story. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great story. I luckily not had that experience, but <laughs> I have met some people that have, <laughs> and they have been stifled on their growth. For years, just one for that of the, reason. One of my favorite entrepreneurs. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to see if we can bring him in as a guest. Brad Johnson, man, he can tell you about how. I know he, Brad. You know Brad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my guy, my guy. So when he was in the midst of starting, matter of fact, the dispensary. Before that, oh, okay. So let me let me let me give you a little context. So we worked at Whirlpool together, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so Brad pulls me aside one day. He says, "All right, Keys, check this out." I need you to fire me today. I said, what you mean? He said, I need you to fire me right now. I said, I can't just fire you for no reason. He said, if you don't fire me today, I will never do nothing with my life. And I will be like the rest of these people that work here every day for the rest of their day. Fire me today. I said, bro, 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 what can I do to fire you? He said, I got negative 27 points. And at Whirlpool, we had a point system. If you go under, uh, so there's like zero. If you go negative one, you're supposed to be fired. He was negative 26 points. He he was trying to get fired. I'm talking about, and they was just letting it ride. But he brought it to my attention. So I had to go take it to the boss at HR and say, hey, I need to fire Brad today. He was like, man, that's your dude. I said, he asked me to. (laughs) I said, matter of fact, this is what he told me. And so they pull it up. And sure enough, he was negative 26 points. Wow. And I was like, he was like, dang, how do we not catch this? I was like, man, I don't know. And so fired him. Two years later, ran into him again. 
He driving a BMW. He's traveling the world. I said, I knew it. I knew it. But he was the first person to breathe entrepreneurship into me. You see what I'm saying? While we were there, Brad used to always have these dreams. Man, I'm going to open a coffee shop. It's going to be art. It's going to be music. It's going to be poetry. This was way back into. He's very eccentric, too. Bro, I'm talking like way back in 97, Mm -hmm. 98. And I was like, man, coffee shop? What is a coffee shop? Now you can't go anywhere right. without coffee, coffee shops coffee everywhere. Shop. But he had this vision way back then. He calls me one day and was like, Keith, I want you to run this, the coffee shop when I get it open. I was like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, he's like, nah, man, I'm going to put an art gallery in Tulsa and da-da-da. I was like, all right, this dude is tripping, but all right. I'll, you know, all right, I gave him the thumbs up and kept it pushing. Well, he calls me one day and says, meet me over on 15th. I said, where? He said, there's a building that I have to look at and I need you to come and look at it to tell me what you think. I'm 20 years old. Like, wait, this dude is for real. And so we go pull up. We right next to the yellow brick road. We looking in the windows, waiting on the guy to come so we can start looking at the grounds. He was like, this, I'm going to have an apartment up here. I'm going to do this. And I said, this dude really thinks I could open a business. He is crazy. And I said, well, he must see something in me that I don't. He believed in you, man. Believed in me 100%. That's what gave me the understanding that I always, you know, I cut yards. We went, (laughs) this is how gangster we was. We would offer to cut your yard and rake your leaves. Didn't own a rake or a lawnmower. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We just walked around with the bags and we was raking people's yard. We were like, if you got a rake, we'll rake your leaves. They was like, "Uh, okay. I was like, $20. He was like, I'll give you five since you're using my cool. And we would do it. I was taking trash out for 50 cents, but I didn't, in my mind, I was poor. Was building that. I was poor. So I didn't know that I could be something more until that day. Mm-hmm. And then when Brad changed my life, I was like, Phew. so when people look now, Brad be like, I've been seeing it. Right. And I'd be like, bro, I know. But he had a vision for the dispensary 12 years right. before it came mm-hmm. here when he went to Oaksterdam and he was trying to open his business. I don't want to tell his story mm-hmm. too much, but when we have him on, right. I'll let you, let you talk about his journey. But be like I said, it's, it's, it's so imperative to hear about the step because man, when I tell you Brad done hit some brick, <laughs> I would have never been able to recover from some of the stuff that he did. But just didn't even, like, when I tell you didn't even phase him, it was like, if you could imagine the Hulk running through a wall, mm-hmm. it was like that. Like, mm-hmm. poof, poof, poof. and he just dust his shoulder off and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Every time I see Brad, he in a whole nother location doing something off Go, the charts. Always doing something. And he's like, man, if I could just have you to work for me, Keith, I'm like, I would love to work for you, but you into too much stuff. Yeah. You're going to have me doing everything. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. anyway. Nah, nice. man, I was going to say, <clears throat> like what John was saying, so some people are totally fine with working for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people are just okay for working for somebody else. They don't want to, they, the, 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 the word entrepreneurship for them is like no way because they know or what they hear 
as far as the struggle behind the scenes when it comes to building the business. They don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They don't want to file. They don't want to know paperwork. All they want to do is go cash that check at the that's end of the it. week, and that's, that's it. it. And some people are just fine with that, you know? Yeah. And those are really great managers. Right. And, and, and if you train them as entrepreneurs, they have that mindset of thinking, like, if this was mine, what would I do? Mm-hmm. But they don't want that responsibility. Yeah. And those are really great people. I love those mm-hmm. people. The issue you run into is fake entrepreneurs. Mm. Those are the people that mm. you have hot working for you to do the work mm. that are always trying to tell you why they should be making more money, mm-hmm. why they should have a stake in your company mm-hmm. and ain't done nothing good. and ain't willing to do nothing past what they get paid. Mm-hmm. And then they come to you like, well, how, is it time for me to get a raise? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember a young lady saying that to me. She was like, Marquise, I need a raise. I've been here a year. I said, right. okay, well, tell me, tell me what you've done to be raise worthy. She said, well, I come on time every day. I do my job. I haven't called in. I said, I already give you a check for that. So what have you done above that that requires me to want to give you a raise? Right. She didn't even think of that was a concept. She thought it was valuable enough to just do what I already pay her for <laughs> to get more money. Based I was on like, time. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't, I, I could care less. I said, because I can replace you tomorrow because you're doing exactly the bare minimum to be able to get paid what you get paid. Yeah. I said, what have you asked to take off my plate? Matter of fact, your direct manager, what have you asked to take off his plate? Or, the, you know, you got plenty of people that work around here that are above you. How many times, if I go ask them, how many times you have intentionally went out of your way to take something off their plate that they don't want to do or that they don't need to be doing to be able to come become more successful? Right. What do you think they're going to tell me? Right. Well, can they tell you? Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it out of my face. That's what she told me. Mm-hmm. Turned around with a sad look on her face, and I said, there we go. You know, and that goes back to, you know, um, for a person even to come and ask you like that, and not have the understanding behind it, mm-hmm. you know, because we do. We live in a very entitlement, you know, society. Oh, you yeah. know, and it's like it's getting worse too. Is it where people feel just because of I've been here for this amount of time that I should automatically, you know, get more money? Yeah. You know, even though I'm not doing anything different, yeah. but I should get more money because I've been here this this length of time. In certain places, tenure, yeah, tenure is valuable in in teaching or or something like certain that. places, mm-hmm. but not in like you said entrepreneurship. You know. Um, and I mean that that's that's it's it, it's tough because you know that's what we're that's what we're dealing with in society you know of you know the way that people think mm-hmm. and you know that's why I think it's going the direction it is you know we won't get too much in the politic the political end of it but um, you do have a lot more people with their hands out and expectations right mm-hmm. and you know when you have it going that route you're not going to have them you know exceeding in life and excelling it's mm-hmm. just gonna they're gonna go downhill so I think that's important that people do understand, you know, the, that mindset, you know, because entrepreneurship is a mindset, yeah. right? Uh, it's, it's a developed mindset. I don't say we start off with it and we just know it all to begin with, right? But through the process, through the struggle, you know, we learn it, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's just thing, you know, being, being an entrepreneur, I've, I've been doing this, working for myself, technically since I was about 18 years old, right? Um, 38 now, you know, been at it for a little bit. Uh, but but the idea, you know, what I've learned through the process, and I'll be honest with you guys, it's taken me a little bit longer. I'll be honest. You know, I'm kind of going through the school of hard knocks, you know, banging my head up against the wall, um, not learning when I should, all right? But coming to what I understand now, that if it's going to happen, it's going to require, you know, 
not only a certain amount of work, but my mind has had to change yeah. is what I'm getting to, right? Um, I thought that I could do it with this perspective for so long. And I, it, it's crazy. I mean, I didn't realize it, but I stayed the same. Yeah. Like, I stayed the same for a very long time, not growing, not changing. And what do I mean by that, right? I wasn't reading books. Okay. I wasn't educating myself okay. on the, the proper material that I needed to educate myself on, mm -hmm. right? And if you look at it, I mean, most millionaires read, they have their, their list of books. You know, I mean, it's, it's how you become a millionaire. You educate yourself, right? And if you need one, I have a whole list. I mean, it's, I it's the idea. It's education. I mean, you can go to college. Yeah. You can do that, that right. route right there and get you a nine to five or however that works out. You with can what do that experience. You know, oh, experience. experience that's what i was gonna say <laughs> that i don't mean to cut you off john but i just want to put out i want to touch on something right quick the experience for me was my wife mm. watching okay. my wife grind you know what i'm saying i seen this woman work nine to five and then still work on her business now we have two home health care businesses mm. on top of what else we do mm -hmm. this woman would be constantly studying reading books doing the job sleep at her job and get ready to get up and do it again while still building the business yeah and if that didn't give me the motivation i have today in the grind and the mindset that i have today i don't know what else will so with you john what you're saying reading books getting the the you learning by getting up early your meditation and reading and constantly grinding i had that from from my in in-house i ain't i ain't need to read a book for that Nice. So everybody get it from different angles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I had it. Voice development. Right. So that, that going back to what you were saying. Yeah. You know, that's this and to be honest with you, I mean I'm I'm a few years in the making of really kind of where this honestly has clicked. I hate to say that. I mean I really do, you know, it's kinda of, but I mean it's just what it is. You know, I'm glad I'm getting it now, right? But it's just, you know, having an understanding that if this is what I want, then I need to educate myself in that direction. All right. So that means I I, I need to put do the things that how can I put it like that? I'm just gonna tell you what I did. Um, I started. We started real estate this year. Me and my wife did, mm -hmm. right? And you know, I'm I'm blessed to have people around me that know the games that have been become very successful. You know, from real estate, so I can definitely ask all the questions that I want and you know get the education from them that I want. Have my mentors. Um, but what we did on the initial, it was getting up bright friggin' early, five five o'clock, five thirty in the morning, and beginning our day with education, reading books, um, listening to podcasts on real estate all day, right? Yeah. You know, forget music. Music was done at that point, right? Ooh, they call it that the mental chewing gum. All day, yeah. right? I mean, kids looking at us like, like, like we're, you know, something's wrong with us because it's, you know, it's just, it's just nothing but this, right? But you fast forward this now, now we got a few deals, deals, deals under us. We've made some money. We started some business and we're going yes, in a, a great direction, yeah. you know? But that took that initial grind like no other, right, of getting that information inside of ourselves so then we can, be, then, we can then use it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people miss it on that end is they do not educate themselves in the way that they should. Um, I mean, if they really want it. I mean, it's going to, that's the thing about entrepreneurship. It takes a lot. I mean, it, it, it takes everything. You know, there's, um, like with you, George, I, I watched you do it concerning the gym in a very short period of time. But I remember seeing your kids in the gym with you, you know, late hours of the night. You know, um, same thing with Amaka, the, 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 uh, your wife, the, you know, you guys had the health, home health care next door. Mm -hmm. And you guys were just nothing but grinding. Right. Day and night, day and night. Yeah. All right. Well, fast forward it. It's definitely paid off. For sure. You know, but that's the kind of, that, that's what it takes. You know, you know, yeah, I just want to I just want to throw this in here because I just decided to look it up as you were saying it. 
And uh, Wikipedia says that entrepreneurship is the creation or extraction of value. Mm. Read it again. Read it again. Entrepreneurship is the creation or extraction of value. Value. Interesting. I like that definition. I like that too. Because it, 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 it encompasses a lot of the different points and things that we're saying because adding value to someone uh, can get convoluted sometimes because a lot of times people like to add value that they think that they're adding to someone else's life. And one of my, one of my, one of my favorite people says a decision made for me without me is a decision made against me. Mm -hmm. And so as an entrepreneur, like I said, creating and developing leaders is a part of who we are. Because when we get into this opportunity to be able to create and extract value, that means we're pulling the value from other people as well as creating value for them to be able to have. Mm -hmm. So um, when we keep That's it in good. that mindset of understanding what our roles and our responsibilities are, um, I just don't know of any entrepreneurs that are absolved of the responsibility of learning. Because like I said, if you remove your struggle, if you remove your struggle and my struggle of, you know, we had well-off parents and we had, you know, it does the, the, the hunger. Is we wouldn't not, be the same people. It's not the same, sure. you know, and this is why most fortunes when passed down don't last as long or they don't have as lasting That's impact good. unless like when you look at the Chet Cajos of the world where, you know, Quick Trip was a big deal. He said to his kids, you know, you got nothing coming for me. You know what I mean? You can get a job on the third ship like everybody else starts out. If I see you at the top, I'll see you. If I <laughs> wow. don't, if I don't, then it'll go to whoever's up here. Wow. Period. So the older brother decided, ah, it's my dad. He's not going to. He worked, but he did, you know, he, he worked as the son. Right. You know, he, he, he suffered from one of the major causes of failure, which is lack of ambition to, obey, ab to aim above mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Whereas the younger son, he said, oh, okay. If that's a challenge accepted. He read, he studied, he got into business, went to school, did everything he needed to do to be able to make it. Now he runs Quick Trip solo. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And see, we didn't even get to the part where we sacrifice. Sometimes oh, with the with the whole entrepreneurship. Sometimes, man. Most of the say time. sometimes. All, All the, time. the time. Okay, there. You I go. mean, <laughs> you sacrifice a lot. You lose friends behind it. You lose time. You lose um, relationships. I mean, it's so much to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not just about building the business and everybody's on your side or everybody's following the path. They don't come own. until it's no. stuff for free. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could talk about this all day when it comes to uh, freeloading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? Let's, let's put that, let's put a pin in that. Let's, let's make that our next episode mm -hmm. because I mean, we only live, we got four minutes to be a, to uh, kind of wrap up, mm -hmm. but I definitely want to dig into that because that hookup mentality Man. has a lot to do with Listen. failures of business right. and people never talk about that. So that would be something I would be interested and talking about for sure um, but one of the things you just pointed out Kobe Bryant said it best in an interview he said so you know an interviewer says so you're successful you're you, you skip college you come out of high school you know you're best friends with Kobe Bryant our relationship and he says you finished the sentence he said suffers oh it's almost non-existent right. he said I got no time for you 
But, but I just don't. Right. But I the good thing about do. that, but the good thing about that is that you start see realizing who's your friend and who's not. Yeah, yeah. Because you show a friend by supporting them. Mm-hmm. And don't I don't mean just showing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If your friend has a store that has something of value that could value your life, anything, you go and support it. You know support. what I'm saying? What does no support what. mean when you say that? To me, support is I mean sh- giving uh sharing uh, telling people buy money, support. Buy. Nowadays, everything's <laughs> social media. So you share posts. Man. You you tell people about it. You go and put your money into it. Yeah. Anything. You know what I'm saying? But you have a lot of people who have malice hearts. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, they'll tell you they support jealous. you, but they won't show it. Man. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's they one support thing. Support what they can get out of. Absolutely. They got I, Absolutely. <laughs> I love Jay Z when. Uh, when uh, Kanye was like, man, I'm trying to come to your tour. He was like, cool. He was like, can I get a free ticket? He right. said, buy two. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why would you? Why would I give you right. a ticket when you could buy two? Right, right. That, there's many people out there like that, man, with that mentality of hook me up, man. Oof. I'm your friend. You're my friend. You my <laughs> Listen, you're my friend. You'll support. Man. Right, like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? But I'm in a mentality of let me decide. Right. You know what I'm saying? Come ready to pay. Right. If and I'm in a position for, yeah, right. to hook you up, right. and which me, is not that, which is the that case. decision. You which is I'm always saying? the case with me. When it comes to you giving me the money, I'm like, nah, bro, you good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let, like you said, let me decide. decide. It makes you feel funny. Right. Like, like expecting a handout. Expecting like, shoot, I, like is that is that what men do? I mean, you come to the show with your with your hand out, like where's my whole podcast we could talk about this right here, bro. Yeah, we I like to talk about this. I would like to talk about I like this one. I like that Because that's, you know, like you said, you know, uh, buy two tickets, bro. Because I I, I used to work at Church's Chicken, and we used to hook people up Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. that the owner showed up. But nobody knew who the owner Mm. was, right? So this dude standing in the mid like this. I'm talking mad in the middle of the, in everybody's way. You dig what I'm saying? Like in everybody, it's a small area that we work in. This dude standing there. And cats would come in like, oh, man, you ain't going to hook me up. And I'm like, man, don't you see this dude standing behind me? Have you ever seen this dude before? Luckily, I wasn't working the register. I was cooking. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, you came in here, made this big old order and had no money. Wow. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I would never show up to mm-hmm. a restaurant that a friend owns not expecting to For pay. Real. I got money in here. You're going to have to push it. Right. You're going to have yeah. to push it back right. to me because I can't do it. So, fellas, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful podcast. Yes, sir. Thoughts, final wrap-ups. What do you got for us? Man, this has been good. This has been good. You know, um, Almost seems like we need a little bit more time. This, this goes by like just really fast. Right, it was fast. It was fast. And for the first one, I love it. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. very organic. I think this fluent. is the second. Well, it's really two and a half. Two, yeah. <laughs> we didn't. We, we're, we're, we're not gonna play that, that second right, one. We're right, not gonna right, play right, the second yeah, one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was fast. Yeah. But I mean, no, this this is good. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good start. Right. You know, um, a good beginning. Um, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of good subjects coming up. You know, men's oh. mental health. I mean, oh, man, that's a good one. You know. That's a good one. And we're going to have a, a special guest for John. Uh, we got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Uh, I like him. He's a pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to have a yeah. pastor. They're going to go at it? Ah. You know, no, no, go at it. No, okay. no, I'm, I'm very respectful. But now but. I'm going to have to sit out and just listen. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. You ain't got my back, man. 
You on your own, man. That's God. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's fun stuff, fun stuff. But I love it. So how often should they be looking for these podcasts? Once a week. Once a week? Yeah. That's okay. what we got on the schedule. Once uh, a week. I mean, you, we ain't going to talk about schedule All right work, now. no play. We're not going to talk about schedule right now because, you know, I time the, is valuable. Ain't that what, what they say? I got oh, that yeah. BBT. What's it going to BT. P, yeah, BTP. We yeah, want to I thank our listeners disorder. too. Man. What's BTP? Black people time. Nah, man, we don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't, we don't claim that. <laughs> I got problems, man. No, you don't got problems. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, this, this, this always John. That's for sure. That's not true. I believe that. Yeah, he's I a believe diva. that. When did he's I show up at your house? Oh, he's a diva. When did I show up at your house? That guy? Oh yeah. You be in the mirror. Is that what take you so long? You be happy to get in the mirror, get your. Last week he was like, man, I ain't get a haircut. Let me put my hat on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you John, Put it back. You know what I'm saying? This guy, man. <laughs> this guy. We're not even on camera. Look at this guy. I'm just saying, all you got to do, bro, is if you if you know you're going to be late and you got a proclivity to be late, the podcast yeah. is at 1.30. Yeah, I was just playing. Just, was just, just do that. It was, it, was, it was George's fault this time. It was, was George's fault? Playing. I was just trying to, it was his fault I was just last trying to take time, the wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's always bad. This dude right here. <laughs> what were you doing? Preparing this food. You see me brought his food in here? We had to wait on that. Bro, I always got my food. He always exactly. got his food. That's day one. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid he don't get it. I'm just saying, put it in at 1:30. That way you can be late, good, and then you you know you'll be here on time. Right. I got a babysitter downstairs and, and some most stuff. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is called business 101. Right. Yeah, you sure. know, word has got to be a bond. All right, Absolutely. fellas. So it's been great. Um, Amazing. Uh, for the listeners, thank you guys for um, being able to be flexible with us. Like I said, this is just raw. You know, we we just coming in and. Uh, you know, we basically just kind of putting it out there so you guys can see the development stage. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is not something that we have ironed out and and have, you know, put cookie cutters around. This is something that we are creating as we go, uh, having natural conversations uh, so you can see what it's like to be able to create, build and maintain a mm-hmm. podcast uh, as well as maintain and build families, lifestyles, so on, so Friendship, forth. Business, Friendships, the whole nine. So, life, life. So get a chance to know us as you listen to the Us podcast. We thank you. You guys be good. Yes, yes. Oh, the music is not playing. That's awkward. I mean? Super awkward because it's like, what is happening? I don't know what's happening. I don't. Know. Oh, that's why. Woo, woo. This track went white noise. Woo, woo. The brainwash become a 